0: This is a Crib Room Podcast.
1: Core Components, bringing you industry news, views and happenings. Welcome along to another Crib Room Podcast and we're giving you information for mums and dads, for business owners and I suppose some general nature business when it comes to finance as well. So just to preface this particular chat, again it's with Chris White from Worthy Parts Finance. This advice is of a general nature. Chris gives it to us with some general advice today. Uh, Thanks, Chris, for joining us. Good to see you on another podcast, mate. Great to be here, mate. Thanks. Last time we spoke, we were talking about what's available for mums and dads and for businesses, and there's been a lot of change in the last month or so with COVID-19 and the different options that are available. Chris, what sort of advice or what sort of details have come through since the last time we managed to catch up? And uh, we'll have a discussion.
0: Absolutely, mate. Where do we start? It's been a a very busy month or so. Um, Lots of information coming out from lots of different angles. Um, And uh, it's taken some time to to really sort of um, muddle through all of that and figure out what we actually have available for us. So really keen to share some insight and um, hopefully it helps some of our listeners out there.
1: Wonderful, Chris, because there's been so much happen in the job keeper, job seeker sort of space. You're here to define that a little further for us. So 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 let's start off with some government relief because some really massive stimulus has happened for our business community.
0: Mm, absolutely. So the government's out there writing checks, spending lots of money trying to just keep things ticking along while we all deal with the bigger picture, which is which is COVID nineteen and, and how that's affecting our day to day. The um, the headline sort of uh, actions that they've taken that affect us day to day are around um, Centrelink payments, um, the the JobKeeper payment, which is intended to keep people in their jobs, uh, and then also from a business perspective, uh, what they're calling a government-backed or unsecured. Loan of up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So we'll break those things down just a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and it, this is all very much dependent on you personally or your business. It's not something that can be applied generally across the board. And obviously, accountants are doing lots of work to deal with uh, these sorts of things, and um, and the ATO on on our clients' behalf. But broadly speaking, the Job Seeker payment is an extension to. Um, the 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 Job Seeker payment that was already in existence prior to all this, um, I believe that the figure has increased now by double. So what you were getting previously is now doubled, and that's been applied to everyone on Job Seeker, regardless, um, and and has been in play for for a few weeks now. Job Keeper though, it's like is different. So Job Keeper is intended as stimulus to help employers keep employees. Employed. So basically, what it means is that if you are an employer, you can, and you've had certain impacts on your revenues over the last um, month compared to to last year, you can apply to the government to subsidise payments you make to your employees as long as you're keeping them in the work. So, as an example, if you've got someone working full time for you, earning, you know, 60, 70 grand a year. Um, and your revenue has suffered as a result of COVID-19, you can apply to the government to receive a rebate um, or a a support payment of $1,500 a fortnight for each employee that is affected. Um, You continue to pay your employee, you just get a a reimbursement, if you like, or rebate from the government for that employee. There are some intricacies. If you've got an employee who would um, qualify for that payment, but they're earning less than $1,500 a fortnight, you actually have to Start paying them fifteen hundred dollars a fortnight and then receive that rebate. Um, there is has been a challenge in the market recently around this. It's only come out last week. Um, in that, as an employer, you have to make the payment to your employee and then claim the rebate next month. So there is a there's a short term cash flow issue that a lot of businesses are seeing. But you know we, we've we've been able to help a few people work through that. The other thing, which is which. Which has been um, very widely publicised is the government guaranteed loan facility. So, as a business that might be um, experiencing some challenges around cash flow and expecting their cash flow to improve, improve again post COVID nineteen, but but um, needing some assistance in the meantime, the government has provided banks effectively uh, surety that they will guarantee some loans of up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars for 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 you as an uh, as a business owner Um, again that comes with lots of complexity but but it is something that's available
1: the government relief's been pretty massive and the huge stimulus packages Mm. that have been released have been huge the biggest ever Uh, but there's Mm. also lender relief available for people as well just tell us about what is available for for people who've got mortgages they've got commercial loans they've got all sorts of different loans that are available on the market what sort of lender relief is there
0: yeah, that's an interesting. That was very early on in the piece. The Banks all came out and, and effectively one followed the, the other. and They agreed that for anyone um, or any of the majors, and we do have to acknowledge there are a couple of lenders who who, who aren't able to do this for, for various reasons, but effectively the banks have come out and said, look, we'll agree to defer all of your loan repayments for up to six months. Um, and... You don't. So you basically don't have to make any payment to your home or car loan or personal loan or, or even credit card or business loan for six months. At the end of six months, you need to start making repayments again. Now, which is great because from initially, what it does is it means that you can remove all of that concern and worry about your, your debt commitments, for a period of up to six months, um, while you work through how, COVID nineteen is going to affect your income. At the end of six months, though payments do start, and the co- and the and they will be, um, depending on the lender, either higher or you'll have a longer loan term while you repay the interest that you haven't paid for that six months. So there are, there is a little bit of a a caution in that.
1: Now, when it comes to deferring, can anybody defer their loans or do you have to show to the lenders or to the government that you are directly affected because perhaps you've lost your job or there's a severe lack of income? Do you have to prove that to be able to defer your payments or is it available for anyone?
0: The intention is that the relief is available for people who have been affected by COVID-19. So the short answer is... um, that the, the, it's a, it's available for people who have been who have had income affected. In practice, it's very difficult for any lender to really measure that, and the the process and and the um, time involved in assessing every individual request for assistance would certainly outweigh benefit and and would take. So, in practice, if you apply for it, you may well receive it regardless of whether there's been an in, an impact on your income okay
1: and just a ballpark figure for somebody who has say a hundred thousand debt or two hundred thousand debt we're just going to use that for a very easy example for mm. our listeners and our watchers as well um mm. just talk us through what sort of ramifications payment wise you would have if you had a hundred thousand dollars debt for instance
0: so look, very very roughly because this there's, there's lots of interest rates and fee Sort of variables that we need to take into account. But if you had a hundred thousand dollar loan um, at a five percent interest rate, and you didn't make a payment for six months, then at the end of six months, you would owe something like two and a half to three thousand dollars more on that loan than you do today. So um, that's through compound interest and fees and, and and all sorts of things. So basically, at the end of six months, you will somehow have to start repaying the normal loan repayment plus that extra two and a half, $3,000, whatever it might be. Um, That's done in a couple of ways. It depends on the lender and how they um, they, they deal with it. Some will um, add that additional interest cost to your ongoing repayments so that you still pay the loan out within the normal term. Uh, Others will extend your loan term uh, for six months so that the repayments stay the same but uh, you've got six months longer on your loan. So it does... Very much add up uh, as a cost, and hundred thousand dollars might be a small loan. You know, if you've got someone with a five hundred thousand dollars home loan. You know that could be ten thousand dollars mm. that that they've got to add to their loan at the end of the loan term. So, a bit of caution required.
1: Okay, that's a bit of an example. That's of what's what's mm. to to come if you do defer your payments. Um, job keeper, job seeker. We've spoken about a little bit, but um, franchise operations. There's a lot of franchisees who are out there. There's a lot of franchisors that are out there. Have you seen some sort of uh, relationship change with the the franchise versus the franchisee? Some sort of relief for them because there's a lot of fees that are tied up with being a
0: franchise. Mm. Yeah, this is an example of industry coming together to support each other. Um, so what has happened in the franchise space, and and again, it does depend on the franchise model and and who we're dealing with. But, but what has happened is that the franchise or so the owner of the brand, um, has come out to their franchisees, the individual operators of each store, in uh, some instances, said, "Look, you know." We're not going to charge you marketing fees for the next six months, or we're not going to charge you um, the franchise fees for six months, or you know, because of the nature of this franchise, it might be a restaurant or it might be some other personal services type business where you can't actually do the work that you've been doing pre-COVID. They're recognising that the value in advertising and marketing is is very much diminished, and they're and they're basically. Stopping all activity and, and saying look we'll support you through this by not charging you these fees, others um, might be um, depending on the the relationship between the franchisee or the franchisee and the owner of the property that you might be operating out of the the franchise um, uh, system is negotiating with landlords to assist with rent relief and and things like that. Rent relief is a whole other thing that that, um, that we can touch on if we have time, but the um, the industry as a general and I'm just using franchises as, as an example very much coming together to try to support one another in that industry to survive.
1: I want to talk about commercial lending at the moment because there seems to be uh, a lot of people out there who, who do have a lot tied up when it comes to commercial interests but uh, what are the the lenders taking into account? Are they looking pre-COVID? Are they looking post-COVID and what it could probably look like or are they taking some other considerations?
0: Again, this is this is quite an interesting one. So some lenders are very um are, are very open to continuing to do business. Um, others have tightened the purse strings a little but but are still sort of still there. Basically what we're seeing broadly is that lenders are considering a client's position pre, you know, COVID nineteen, so up to sort of December nineteen or, or January or even February nineteen, considering their financial results to that point in time and making decisions, making um, initial decisions on whether or not they'll be able to assist this client on on those results. Then there's a secondary consideration generally about, okay, well, what's actually been the impact on your business of COVID-19 and how do we overcome that? Is it short-term? Is it long-term? And what's the position going to look like post COVID-19 in, say, six months' time when things are starting to return to normal? Do you have the strength in your balance sheet? Do you have the client base and the and the forward orders to return to some sort of normal and be able to afford this debt that you might raise um, by by coming to us for finance.
1: I want to talk about and one of that we like to discuss is the mums and dads because we like to to put mm. it for, for across our whole listening audience. but for mums and dads who are out there and they've been put onto a job keeper particular program the amount of money that's available to them uh, the 1500 a fortnight is that a base or is uh, are the employers able to add some more money or how does that sort of work when you could have been earning maybe double or triple that 1500 a fortnight mm. yeah that's an
0: interesting one because and again this come this this has been uh, a fairly rapid turnaround by the government to 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 make these rules and there's some things in there that that perhaps don't align to people's expectations but in, in very broad terms, the JobKeeper payment is a um, a payment to the employer um, to enable them to keep their employees at work. So, if you've got an employee earning, you know, forty grand a year, then um, that that fifteen hundred bucks a month or thereabouts is is going to continue. So, the employer would keep paying the fifteen hundred bucks a fortnight at the end of the month. They would then go to the government and claim back the $1,500 a fortnight that they have paid them and away they go. No change for the staff member. If the the staff member is earning more, then the employer should continue to pay them their normal rate of pay. Um, There can be some negotiations around reduced hours and things, but I would suggest talking to your human resources consultant about those things. But the, the employer would continue to pay that person whatever they agree is the appropriate pay rate and claim back again, the $1,500 a fortnight. The interesting one is, however, if you have an employee that is earning less than $1,500 a fortnight, then you, as an employer, need to start paying out of your own pocket the $1,500 a fortnight and then claim back the $1,500 a fortnight from the government at the end of the month. Now, what that means is those people are actually gonna get an increase in pay in the the interim. but that's the only mechanism that the government had, had to make a decision on a figure somewhere along the line um, so how that how that affects uh, mum and dad's ability to potentially borrow some money um, is again dependent on the lender but broadly speaking if you're all if you've been receiving more than fifteen hundred dollars a fortnight from your employer, if your employment is continuing um, and um, and there is very clear evidence that there, there will be a return to normal work at the end of over 19, then just because your income is being subsidized by JobKeeper doesn't mean that you won't qualify for finance. There's always going to be a few extra questions asked, but but in theory, in, in essence, you'll continue to be um, uh, eligible for finance. However, if your historical income was less than $1,500 a fortnight and you are now receiving $1,500 a fortnight, Your ability to borrow money is going to be based on your pre-COVID-19 income, not the JobKeeper payment income.
1: Very interesting to to take that into Mm. account, obviously, at this point in time. A couple of things. General nature business. um, What are you noticing from maybe some of your clients or some of your conversations at this point in time? What's some of the things that are happening in the finance market? What are people looking for at the moment?
0: Relief is a big thing. So that all these things we've been talking about, about payment relief is, is, the, is the number one thing. And probably second to that is, is we just need some cash flow. I had a conversation with someone yesterday uh, who has a, a retail or sort of retail slash services business. They have had um, a really strong year up until sort of February, March. They'd relocated, they'd rebranded, they'd done all this work. And suddenly due to the nature of the business, they're really impacted. They've got lots of forward orders, um, but lots of that is on hold. So they're looking for a a facility that will help them pay the bills over the course of six months. Um, At the end of this, they expect to be returning to as good a trade as they were previously. I think in WA we're pretty well poised to be able to do that. Um, Obviously remains to be seen, but I, I, I suspect that we're in a pretty strong position and we'll return to a fairly strong economy um, sooner than the rest of the country but the the big thing is how do we continue to put cash in the system how do we continue to put food on the table we just need something that's going to help us through that over the course of the next few months
1: liquidity is probably the word that we're after at the moment
0: isn't it that's the one that's the
1: one (laughs) um just to wrap things up for us today in our podcast our third opportunity to catch up with you chris um Anything else that would be of uh, to note for first of all for business owners, then for mums and dads, and then just of a general nature?
0: I think all pretty much the same message. the 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 market is still open. Banks are still lending money, and banks are still looking for people to lend money to. There's there's still opportunity. Don't be put off by the fact that there's some uncertainty around what's going on in the in the economy at the moment think there are some challenges around COVID-19 that we will never overcome and will probably remain with us forever. But there's certainly opportunity to review your funding, take some time out to look more broadly at the structure of your finance, at how you're dealing with um, your lenders and, and what they're providing or not providing, um, how you're spending money. We, we talked about this a few weeks ago, budgeting making sure you know what's coming in and what's going out. Very, very important in this environment because you can borrow all the money in the world to help you with cash flow. But um, if you don't control your expenses, you're just going to end up with a debt at the end of six months that you can't repay. So very important to to do that. And also be very cautious about your decisions in regard to the relief that you seek from your lender or, or what have you. Make sure that you're talking to someone, your accountant, financial advisor, your broker, your banker, about what are the implications of the decisions that I might make today. And if I then have a different experience through the process, can I unwind that? Can I start making payments again? Can I close the loan facility, pay it out and not have any penalties? What what actually happens if things change? And what's going to happen and what's going to be the impact on my financial position if things don't change? How do, How do we deal with things?
1: I think that last point is probably the most vital point as well for us. Absolutely. That fine print. Chris, thanks very much for taking the opportunity to catch up with us from Worthy Parts Finance. Of course, advice is of a general nature. And if you're after further details, as pointed out by Chris towards the end there, make sure you contact your relevant broker your banker your candlestick maker all those sorts of people in your life that that do matter to your business and it's bottom line to get that specific information but of course our advice is of a general nature good on you chris good to see you this time around as well mate uh Absolutely. Doing the face-to-face stuff last time we we're in a studio out in west Cow and now i'm sitting here i've got old mate next door cutting up bricks <laughs> and, <laughs> and um and the cat's going mad but anyway hey thanks it's very much hair. it is it is it's the joys of working from home
0: Absolutely, pleasure, Mike. Good to see you.
1: Christopher White is a credit representative, four eight four two eight seven of BLSSA Proprietary Limited, ASN one one seven six five one seven six zero, Australian credit license three nine one two three seven. White Room Finance Proprietary Limited, ACN six zero nine eight five four three double zero, is a credit representative, four eight four one eight zero of BLSSA Proprietary Limited, ASN one one seven six five one seven six zero, Australian credit license three nine one two three seven
0: the Crib Room series
1: of podcasts are produced by Industry Link Media. Subscribe to podcasts via your audio platform and via industrylinkmedia.com. This is a Crib Room podcast.